Today is the fifth Sunday of Easter, and as the season goes on, the lectionary gets a little weird. For several weeks, we've heard about Jesus' post-resurrection appearances and some post-Easter miracles. But today, we go back to the Last Supper in the Gospel of John in a kind of Easter-slash-Monday-Thursday mashup. Now, for some reason, the Church finds it important to remind us about that night that Jesus washed his disciples' feet, broke bread with them, and gave them the commandment to love one another. As I wondered about that this week, I looked over at a poster that hangs on my office wall. It's a copy of Andy Warhol's take on The Last Supper by Leonardo da Vinci, one of the world's most famous paintings. By the way, I put my poster over by the coffee pots, so if anybody wants to see it after church, you're welcome to take a look. But back to da Vinci. Um, One of the world's most famous paintings. At table with his friends, Jesus sits in the middle with his disciples to the right and to the left. Now, replicas of the da Vinci hang in churches and kitchens around the world. It's been recreated in fine oil paints, paint by numbers, even Lego figures. It hangs in the fanciest gilded frames, and it lives on plastic cards in wallets. It's the stuff of Dan Brown novels and conspiracy theories about Mary Magdalene, But the Warhol version in my office has the traditional image covered by bright, colorful, vertical stripes, typical Warhol style. Unfortunately, it is not the original, like the silkscreen of Marilyn Monroe that fetched a whopping $195 million at auction this week. Just a print. But it turns out that Warhol was obsessed with Da Vinci's Last Supper, and he made several series of it. And in one, the figures at the table are drawn in black and white with very large color logos over their heads, like Dove Soap, the Al from Wise Potato Chips, and the script initials for General Electric. It's a strange mix of the sacred and the commercial, kind of like our lives. And in another, he silkscreened that same drawing of Jesus in bright gold and black, or bright gold on black squares, repeated 112 times on a work six feet tall and 35 feet wide. It's a giant wall of garish Jesuses. Now, this is the religious art of Andy Warhol, perhaps less well known than the rest of his. Canon. Did you know that the artist famous for silkscreening celebrities and illustrating products like Campbell's soup cans was in church almost every day of his life, sitting in the back row? He could also be found routinely in the soup kitchen near his famous studio, serving his fellow New Yorkers. And in his final years, it was Da Vinci's Last Supper that most captured his imagination. And one series that I find the most fascinating is what he called the Camouflage Last Supper from 1986. 
It's six feet by about 25 feet, with the classic da Vinci image seen dimly behind green and brown and gray camouflage. He also made a self-portrait covering his face with the same camouflage. Perhaps the artist was trying to find a connection between himself and the camouflaged disciples. Here was a man who was both genius and tragedy, a man who reached spectacular heights of fame and creativity, and who also seemed afraid of life itself, a man who worried about the state of his own soul. He was not a saint, but he was devout. If he could see himself among the disciples, a place I think he longed to be, it was only in glimpses. And there might be a bit of camouflaged war hall in all of us. Now, at this point, you might be thinking, well, preacher, that's an interesting art history lecture, but not exactly sermon material. I think there's a message for us in Warhol's Camouflage Last Supper. It's the same message in the lectionary pointing us back to the night that Jesus shared his last dinner with the disciples. Perhaps we are all given to obscuring, even camouflaging God in our lives, prone to missing our place at the table with Jesus. Like the artist, we all tend to focus on the complications and the self-doubts. We long to see ourselves in the story, but we worry that there may not be a place for the likes of us. And I think Jesus understood this proclivity in us And so, what he did the night he washed the disciples' feet and broke bread with them had to be utterly simple, a message impossible to miss. He needed to do something that would break through whatever rebuttals we might use to complicate the simplicity of a love that wants to reach us, the simplicity of a grace freely given. Jesus' arrest his crucifixion, they were coming, and so he had to make that love so plain. He had no time to lose. Take, eat, he said. This is my body. Take the cup and drink this, all of you. Wash one another's feet and follow me. Love one another as I have loved you. Take, drink, wash, love, accessible daily actions. These are the words of a man, of a God, who seeks to reach us and to love us through each and every barrier and any and all of our camouflage so that we can go and do likewise. The Church has brought us back to the central message of love today. It's simple, it's impossible to miss, really, and it's at the heart of who we are as the Church. If you'll permit me just one more word about that Warhol Last Supper in my office and now by the coffee pots. The one with da Vinci's painting covered in those bright, colorful stripes. I want to tell you why I keep it on the wall. To me, it captures the essence of Christ Church. Like that image, we are a mashup of the historical and the contemporary of tradition and modern engagement. 
We are anchored in ancient liturgy, music, and prayer, in sacred texts, and in the stories of Christ. And we are engaged in a search for meaning and ministry in a very modern world. There are wonderful things happening around here as we emerge from two very disruptive years. Things like art receptions and a children's theater camp and racial justice work as urgent as ever. We're deepening our connections and pastoral care with one another, for our beautiful spaces to make them even more welcoming and engaged with our neighborhood, growing the Green Groceries Ministry to nourish our community, just to name a few things happening around here. I think of those activities as the bright modern stripes on top of Jesus breaking bread with his disciples. All that we do is rooted in his actions, in his sacrificial love. And in all that we do, may we be reminded of and renewed by his core teaching that we hear today. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Amen.